Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Thank you to RX Bar for supporting Don't Blame Me. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar with no BS. Get 25% off your first order at rxbar.com slash blame and use the promo code blame. Again, that is rxbar.com slash blame. Promo code blame. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Blame Me. Today, we have a super exciting guest. Beep, boop, beep, do, 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 do. She gets a whole intro song because I love her and she's dancing along. Woo! It's Ace and Paul, everybody. Hello. <gasps> uh, yeah, I hope you're not surprised by that. No. You have a great podcast voice. <gasps> Thank you. I don't know why. I, I hear you talk all the time, but for some reason, as Do soon as- I need as... to be closer to the mic? Ooh. Get nice oh and low. Yeah, don't be shy. Nice and deep. That's Hello. so good. I think it's also just today. I think I just- I, 
Have are you are you struggling with a cold as well? I hope not. You have a sore throat. It, well, that's I woke up and it was a little bit scratchy, so Uh-oh, I hope that's, that's not where, it where it's going. You went to a party. That's what I happens. Did. You're I shouting did. over loud music. I went to a party and I was very sober. And <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Mind over matter. She's oh. not sick. She just went to a party. It's true. It is. Oh, also speaking of this man who is heckling Hazelin for going to a party. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jack Ferry. Hi. Pew, 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 pew. Sorry, I am the talkative producer. Hi. Hi. And you guys are listening to Don't Blame Me, which is my podcast. The best advice podcast out there. Aislinn was listening Endorsed to Endorsed by Aislinn Paul. It's true. She was listening to it on the way over. And yep. I, it made me happy. And tell them what you, I'm like, hey, tell them. I feel like I'm on like, tell them what you told me. Where I'm like, no, say what you, say what you said. <laughs> I was like, say what you said, but how you listen to it. Where you like pause or whatever. Oh, I well, yeah, I would like I'd listen along to the questions and then I'd wonder. Well, it was kind of to prep for this. I was I like, know. I'm going to be so bad at this because I go to Megan for my advice. <laughs> so I was like, okay, how would I answer these questions? And that you guys are going through some tough shit out there. Yeah. Like I'm impressed. My my teenage years were very boring compared to you guys. <sighs> I know. I feel that way a lot of the time. Where I'm like, damn, I'm still I still can't get over the girl who fucked her boyfriend's twin and his brother that is that straight out also, of gossip girl I like she, i don't think that's I, it's not like, sound i was like, like did you life. take it's this crazy. as a plot from a tv show <laughs> but i'm pretty sure that she dm'd me on instagram and i can't find it now but i think she called back and gave an update did oh, she Forever we will ago? have to dig that out of the archives i think she did i know i'm dying i think know. they broke up oh well we have um we have like hundreds of calls yes so uh it's not always the easiest but we will i will get my crack team to uh, dig that out for your crack uh, team? my crack, my crack team. I have a crack team. <laughs> crack team? Yeah. For all your crack needs? Yes. Jack Ferry uh, has. No, my cracker Jack team of like all stars oh, who Is are it? working behind the scenes who you don't even see. Are your fans called Cracker Jacks? Yeah, this is getting weirder. No, it's crack. No, it's like, you know, my crack team of experts. You never heard that expression? No, you never heard my crack team of experts before? No, everybody, is common- everyone here is shaking their head. They've never heard it. You never heard my crack team of experts? No, it sounds like you have a team of ex- people who are experts in crack. <laughs> on crack. Oh, yeah, no, I'm looking it. this up right now. I, I literally, and then I thought you were like Jake Pollers, but like cracker jackers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's actually your, a yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like slightly racist. But like right. also, the use of crack as a top notch or superior was first noted by Samuel Johnson in 1793 meaning to do anything with quickness or smartness. A crack team is one that functions in this way. Okay, now Urban cool. Dictionary, crack team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a yeah. team that sells crack. Okay, I can see where the confusion came in. I totally get that. I totally get that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so how explain your relationship. Oh. How do you guys know oh, each other? Oh, my God. Oh. Well, Aislinn and I met um, on Freakish Season 1. Yes. Actually, we met in the cat. We were, yeah, it was, it was a... Uh, uh, chemistry art. reads, but yes. we didn't read with each other. No, we <laughs> thought maybe we would, and then we didn't. But what I can say is that I was a little alarmed by Megan when I first met her. Fucking shit! Everyone <laughs> says that. Well, also I arrived. She is uh, very like, tall. Maybe twenty tall. minutes late I was because sitting. I'm late to everything. And then you had already made friends with all the other girls who were there. Like it seemed like you guys had all known each other for years. And then you told me after that that wasn't the case. But I was like, it was intimidating as fuck. Because I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you seem like you know everyone. Even in the office, you were like running oh. to other offices and saying hello. And I was like, who is this I, bitch? I do. I, and now we're friends. Austin's TV is the only office where I can walk in and be like, <laughs> I know everyone here. That's it. Just because they've known me since I was 18. But no, I talk when I'm nervous. So I, I, I'm like quick True. to be like, who wants to be my friend? Let's talk. Let's not be uncomfortable. Who wants to talk to me? Yeah. And then we did the show together yeah. and we got to hate each other on the show. 
And season two second. just came out. It did. Mm. And um, only on And I'm Hulu, so excited. Right? I've like, I've seen a few episodes so far. Do you want to give a spoiler and of your season one experience? Oh, what? That I died? Sorry, spoiler if you want to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, you will only get the uh, the pleasure of watching me on your screen for the first season. I'm sorry. Um, but the goodness is you're alive in real life. Yes, it in real life I'm here. Exciting. And I'm also here to tell you that second season is unbelievable. The fir- I've seen like the first half and I'm, I was so into it. For a show that I was on to now watch it, I'm so into it. Way more into it than I thought I would be. It's intense. You're it's so good. Way more into it than I thought you would be too. Yeah, I'm like a true fan now. It was honestly the most entertaining part of the screening was watching Aislinn watch us all because it was like half of a mix of like a proud parent who's like, oh my God, my, look at That's all my, my friends. Baby. I'm so happy for all of them. And then also for being like, not knowing everything, but knowing enough about the world to being like, no way. <gasps> what does that mean? <gasps> what? And it was yeah. very impressive. And I also liked when you would turn and ask Melvin and I questions and both of us were like, wait, so what does this mean? And we're like, I, I don't know. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, well, so wait, when did this happen? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't oh, you're know. like a super fan. I yeah, love it. no, now, well, because I, first season, we spent so much time talking about the universe that I'm I'm an expert now. You are. And so it's it's actually a real fun time. To and watch you don't have to watch yourself. Yes, that takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. Well, today we're going to be, uh, speaking of pressure, giving you some very pressure-filled questions that we're going to have to give advice on. Are you ready? I'm so excited, but I'm also nervous. I don't want to mess up any kids' lives, but- Hey, uh, don't blame me. Yeah, don't blame us. Don't blame us. <laughs> don't blame us. Uh, so how do people get advice from you, Megan? People can get advice from me by coming up to me in the street, <laughs> giving me $500 Ooh. and a puppy, yeah. and then I will give you some advice. That buys or, you 30 seconds. Yes, Exactly. Or the more complex route would be calling this podcast and leaving a voicemail at 310-694-0976. Again, 310-694-0976. And if you are an international caller, which, oh my God, our guest today is from Canada. I am an international guest. Yeah. Do you guys know she's related to Justin Bieber, Drake, and Shania Twain? (laughs) Yeah. You can see the family resemblance. Yeah. And um, that, who's who's your hot prime minister? Justin, Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Also, what is Jennifer Aniston's husband's name? Uh, Justin Thoreau. Okay, thank you, because <laughs> I mix them up all the fucking time. Anyway, we should get to the questions. Yes, we should. I'm so sorry. Uh, I get excited. Cool. So are you guys ready to go? Ingsland, how are you feeling? So ready. Good? Um, yeah, I'm revved up. I had She's some gonna... brownies that Megan baked, so I've got yeah, sugar high. Yeah, which were I'm delicious. So Thanks, guys. I'm trying to suck up to Mott's. It's our anniversary tomorrow. Oh, congratulations. I know. Fucking crazy. Two years. Cool. Wow. I know. Wow. Yeah, stuck with me. Uh, okay. All right, let's get into the first call. Hi, Megan. So my last single friend or my last single best friend got a boyfriend recently about three months ago. And since then, I've been taking it really hard. I've spent a lot of time crying over it in fear that I was going to lose her in our time together. But I thought it was just being me being selfish, so I never brought it up to anyone. Recently, I started opening up to my other best friend, who happens to be her sister, and a few other friends about it. And since then, I've realized that I'm not the only one that feels this way. And there's just been red flag after red flag popping up about this boy. And he's turned out to be pretty manipulative. He's very selfish with our time. He barely lets her hang out with her friends. And he gets mad at her when, he, or when she's not at his house in a timely manner. And he never travels to her house, which is weird. He made her cancel breakfast lunches that were with a very close friend and someone, and that's something that she's been doing for years because he didn't like another man taking her on quote unquote dates. I just don't like the way he's treating her. She's 21 and this is her very first relationship. So I don't think that she knows how to tell him no. And I understand that he'll be okay if she wants to do 
her own thing, and she can still be a good girlfriend if she does that. I hate confrontation, so I haven't brought anything up to her yet because I don't know how. So basically, my question is, how do I go about telling my best friend that I basically hate her boyfriend without making her super upset with me? Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Um, it's a hard place to be. It is. Um, it's what I've been staring at each other across the table during this because we definitely have experience with this. Yeah, so many times, especially uh, I think in young relationships, yeah. you end up meeting like your friends, boyfriends and thinking, wow, if we're so close, how can you like someone who is so awful? Mm-hmm. And I've had that. I've had friends or I've had ex-boyfriends or friends have told me that they really don't like them. And it's created a wedge between that friend and I. And like, yeah. I'm definitely, I mean, I think you're also like when you're in, in like the heat of the, not even the heat of the relationship, when you're in like, you're in it and you're so invested, especially if it's, oh, it's the first relationship I've had. This is like the male attention, all this stuff. Like, I really like this kind of a thing that you're kind of quick to side with them. Um, and I've definitely sided with like crazy, terrible exes that I've had. And then realized later on when we break up, I'm like, oh, my friends were definitely right. But... That's yeah, that's the hard part is being the friend who doesn't want to be the I told you so person. Mm -hmm. And you also have that fear if you speak up to that friend and and mention how the behavior looks to you that because they're so blind to it, it's going to drive a wedge between you. And then you're just going to be farther apart from your friend than you even were before. And it's difficult. Now I'm just telling you like, yeah, get your position. It sucks. Okay, moving on. Also, (laughs) even if you and then if you if they stay together, there's the whole I know that you hate my boyfriend. And then mm-hmm. if they break up or they want to break up, there's the whole, well, I don't want you to be right. Like, I want to be right in this situation. I don't want this to be as bad as it is that you're saying. I would say as somebody who's done this, <laughs> I've been you and I've been the friend who's told a friend and I've been there and I've had people do it to me. I don't think I don't think it's uh, worth it to have a sit down conversation. I think if you can like gently bring things up in context as it's happening. Like if your friend like will not what are you laughing at? Just like subtly undermining. No, but like I mean like I think if like you're if your friend if like he says something, if your friend's like, oh like I can't go to brunch because he doesn't want me to go because he doesn't want another guy taking me out. You're like, well that seems a little odd because like it's not like really a date kind of a thing. Just reinforcing if your friend is suggesting that yeah. like, oh this feels a little off if to me. If she feels weird about it, definitely reinforce those feelings. Yeah, but, but I don't, don't say plant those more conflict. Exactly. I think that's what I would say. Yeah, because ultimately she's got to be the one who figures it out. Like yeah. no one is el- else is going to be able to tell her your relationship is screwed up. If she's still in love with that guy, she's not going to yeah. want to see it. She's not going to see it. Mm-hmm. She has to do that on her own. So unless like you're worried about her physical mm-hmm. or emotional safety, which might be in danger at this point, like if he's being that manipulative and yeah. like, and not letting her see anyone, I get having those concerns, but I think it's good that you're talking to other people in her and life. And her sister too. Yeah. And yeah. you're, you're trying to like make sure everyone's aware and you're all looking out for her and ever if she seems that she's in danger, you can, you can step in. But for now, I think your friendship's more important than like, cause you, you run the risk of losing her if mm-hmm. you speak up now. So trying to just stay on her team and whatever she needs, yeah. support her in that. And hopefully at some point they'll break up and she'll, in a few years, you guys will sit over cocktails and she'll be like, remember when I dated that asshole? I can't believe I did that. And you'll be like, yeah, who knew? He was he the sucked. worst. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I think that is good. On to the next call. 
Hi, Megan. I'm 19. Um, before I get started, I just want to say that I really appreciate your content. I can tell you're a really genuine person and you care about your viewers and your listeners. And I just really appreciate you for that. I really love listening. Um, the question I have, or rather the issue I have, is something that I think a lot of girls or like women my age deal with. Um, ever since I was, you know, in middle school and high school age, I had a really hard time keeping friends or keeping a friend group. Um, and I know that's really common for middle school and high school because, you know, you're just friends with the people at your school because they're there and, you know, you may not really be that similar to them or whatever. But I'm now a college student, and I'm still finding it hard to find friends that I really get along with and who are similar to me and who care about me, genuine friends, Um Things like that. And I know the easy answer would be, you know, join clubs for interests that I have, you know, meet people with the same things, um, like that like to do the same things that I do, things of that nature. But I'm honestly just really busy and there's not a lot of clubs at my school. It's kind of a small school. And I just find myself making friends based on proximity still, even though I'm in college. Like I'm friends with people in my building or people in my classes, but none of these friends really stick. Or if they do stick, I just don't feel like we have that much in common or I can really trust them or, you know, they really understand me. So I've been struggling with this for a couple of years now. And I was just wondering what your advice would be to finding genuine friends that really care about you. Um, I mean, I have friends, but none of them really understand me that much. Well, first of all, you're right. Megan does care very much. Oh. You are correct. Um, man, but I, I totally feel for you. I think um, because of school, you kind of get used to making friends out of proximity, that they're just, they're the people who are in your class or mm -hmm. like that you play soccer with or that you can like do your English notes with. So I, I get that um, in a change of venue, you're kind of now having to go out of your way to find those people that you really connect with. Um, but I'm thinking... You know, do you feel that they they really don't understand you or are you just like a little nervous to open up because this is a newer friendship and you think sort of right off the bat like, oh, they don't get me like is I, you know, maybe there's just like you guys need to like sit down and have a like some real life chats and maybe like be yeah. a little bit vulnerable with each other and you'll see. I don't know. Like, I think I've really learned that friendships take a lot of work mm -hmm. um, and sometimes like that's. Uh, you know, it's a lot of work. It means yeah. effort, but like it can be, it can be rewarding if you're willing to to do it. But of course, if, if those people are still not like, if you know for a fact that you just don't get along and you just hang out because it's convenient or you have the same classes, uh, I get that desire to find people that you have more in common with. So what I would say, I don't think there's necessarily an issue in having friendships based on proximity. I think no matter how old you get, that's true. Like the, the friends you have are be, like the people you spend time with are because they're close around you. I have a ton of long distance friendships, but like I also have friends in the city that I'm, at, I'm in, not because it's just convenient, but you kind of meet people because it's convenient and then you become friends with them. And I agree in the sense of what Ace was saying with, with giving them the chance to be those kinds of people. I think there's always going to be people that you meet and like right off the bat, you're like, wow, we're going to be really good friends. And then there's other people where you don't, who they project themselves to be out to you might not be who they like really are all of the time. And that's the same thing with you. Like maybe you guys aren't giving off your true self automatically and it takes a little while to get to know each other. 
And so I would say, give that, give that time to kind of like foster those friendships. And if that's where you're not getting it, but I also will say, which just seems a little <laughs> like defeating. I didn't have great friends in college. Like I, I had really good friends and I made really good friends growing up, like in childhood. And then I went through a period of not having any, aside from those friends that I had growing up, like I, I had no lasting new friendships from the time that I was like 18 until I was probably, I had like one or two, I think Lily was like the only friend that I made in LA that I stayed friends with. And like, that was a time period where like, I probably gained and lost like, like five to seven, like decently good friends. And it now on, like in the time I was like, God, is this me? Like, what does this have to do with me or anything? It was, like that? It, it was, was me. It's all you. totally me. But it took a while for me to find friends that, I mean, I'll be real. Like some of my best friends were out of convenience because we worked on a show together and then are now we're all friends with each other. But like, that's because we were a forced to be friends and then realized we still liked each other. So I think that there's nothing wrong with being friends with people because you kind of have to, and not just making the best out of those friendships, but like kind of giving them as much of a chance as you would to people who you might have totally parallel interests with. You might have more interest than you actually think you do right off the bat. Yeah. That's what I would say. And especially if you're too busy to like join a club or go do other stuff, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. If you don't want to have convenient based friends, but you don't have time to have any other friends based on convenience, then either you got to choose do the convenient friends or just don't have friends at all, which I also think there's, I think it's better to, if you really feel like you're not understood and they're not bringing you happiness, I think it's much better to, um, focus on yourself than to kind of like sacrifice yourself to like, just to be social, just for the sake of being social. Nice. Says the antisocial girl. <laughs> who I, loves I, I think she's so busy because she's like probably working and also in school, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, she's been in school for a while, so presumably she'll be finished soon. So hopefully with that newfound free time, she can actually start doing some things that maybe she didn't have time for. Yeah. Like take a dance class or yeah. what have you. I like that idea. So. Also, who doesn't have friends based on convenience? I mean, that's where all your friendships come from. You happen yeah, to work, meet people. School, be- yeah, yeah. you guys met auditioning, right? Yeah, yeah we, we met an audition. Met on the show. That's where we developed a friendship. Exactly. It's just that we I but at the same time, I feel like we became closer when the show afterwards after. yeah. when we were making the effort to see each other. Exactly. Like that's sort of the thing is like you have to test those mm-hmm. limits and see like if I put in more effort, if they reciprocate, yeah. that's how you build the friendship. So it's it like seems once, convenient at first mm-hmm. and then you can build it into something more than that. Like once you move away from your hallmate, are you guys still trying to hang out? Like are you being friends with each other just because you're within the same like square foot distance? Mm-hmm. Or like when you're not together, are you guys thinking about each other and like saying hi and like checking in? I think that's where you can kind of you can kind of see but yeah all of my friendships I mean my relationship was based on convenience <laughs> swiped moths <laughs> ayo okay on to the next call hi Megan so I have a friend that is very I think that we have a very toxic friendship but she doesn't really know it which clearly there is some toxicity there but so we knew each other in 10th grade and she kind of had her group of friends and I had my group of friends but we were acquaintances we were friends we were both kind of you know we came together because we we're both I don't want to say active feminists but we do try our best to you know educate people on feminism and stuff like that so we we came together with that and we became friends because of that um and then this year oh well, last year actually in 11th grade uh, she fell out with the group of friends that she was with and she was alone, you know, and she came and she hung out with me cause I was the only acquaintance she knew that actually, uh, 
that didn't turn their back on her, I guess. And we became, we kind of became a very tight group. We welcomed her with open arms. I, you know, I had no problem with that. And, you know, in the beginning of the year for semester, it was all fine. It was all good. But then I started noticing little things, you know, she's a very aggressive human being, uh, which is fine. I don't mind, but it's just, she likes to dish it out. She's mean to everybody. And I'm fine with being mean to my friends, you know, as jokingly matter, but she's all constantly screaming. She's constantly swearing at us. And it's, she thinks that she's joking. She's being cool, but it's very aggressive and it's very insulting sometimes. And it, it it's, it's very just in your face and she's always yelling at us. And it gets, it gets to a point where I'm just like, oh my God, stop. But then I think in my head, I'm like, if I tell her that she's going to have nobody to hang out with. And I don't want that. You know, I don't want to leave somebody friendless because it's horrible, but she's just always yelling at us. And she constantly thinks that she's, I don't want to say better than us, but she does, you know, whenever I get higher than her in a test, which, you know, happens, like if I get a pointer, she will be very, I don't want to say jealous, but just, she's not happy for me when I do. But when she gets when she gets higher than me, then she expects everyone to be over the moon. She genuinely thinks that she is the greatest human being in the room at all times. And she wants everybody to agree with her views, but we can't, sorry, she wants, yeah, she wants everyone to agree with her views, but she can't, she can disagree with ours all the time. But if we disagree with hers, she gets hella mad. She gets triggered. She's always angry. And I just don't like that in a friendship, but I've, but I let it go. I was like, we'll just wait till the end of the year. It'll be fine. But she, I don't want to leave her alone, but she's also really, it, it, it gets exhausting trying to tiptoe around her and try to not make her mad and just cater to her constantly. And I don't know if I should continue this friendship or if I should talk to her about it and just let her know like, Hey, this isn't cool. This isn't, I'm not enjoying this friendship. It's, it's really hard for me mentally and physically. So I don't know what I should do. Um, so just, help me i don't know what i should do with this friendship oh fuck Whoa. this bitch yeah <laughs> dude she's the fucking worst i can all, i good uh, god wow such an easy answer to it this is one. Yeah. so easy no, bitch needs to be left alone i like, nicer than me though so no well that's it's what true. i was gonna say is that i appreciate how nice you are you're like such an empathetic person clearly uh caller um <laughs> but i and I, so I so appreciate the position you're in because I'd probably do the same thing if yeah, I was there. This just is like thinking this like, is oh, but she's going to be alone and like she's probably going through a lot on her own. Like, you know, she probably hates herself secretly and that's why she lashes out at other people. But like, Fuck that's that. not a good enough reason yeah. to deal with someone else being an asshole to you. Mm -hmm. Like this actually sounds like my best friend from my childhood that she always got into fights with other people, but because I was always such a peacemaker, I never really noticed it with me. So I thought it was other people. And then I slowly started to realize that the actual problem was her mm -hmm. and that I was being very accommodating to all of her needs, but not getting any of my needs in the friendship met. Um, and then when I started going elsewhere for those needs, she started telling me that I wasn't around enough and that she didn't like, I wasn't doing enough for our friendship. And that's when we were no longer friends and it sucked, but like you can only help people so much. And when they're treating you like shit, that's not a good reason to stay around. I mean, but I also, I'm, I'm down with your idea to talk to her. If yeah. you want to like bring it up face to face and say, look, we're not into how you treat us or anyone else in the friend group. Like I say, do that. If it doesn't go well, then cut your losses. You don't need her. Yeah. I think also I, 
Aislinn is also a very empathetic person. Like you are very like, this is- Gets this me is, into trouble. This is you in a call, like 100% thinking about the other person who's an asshole to you where I'm like, fuck this bitch. I've also been that, be, been in that French before where you don't, it's like you, it's like that you put the lobster in the cold water and you turn the hot water and then you like slowly turn it up to hot that you don't really realize these terrible things that someone's doing or how they treat other people until you're telling like, holy shit, how did I get so I'm invested burning. in I'm burning alive. <laughs> so I've been that where exactly what you're saying, where you're a comp, you're so accommodating for everyone else's like little things they like or don't like, like, and you're walking on eggshells and you're tipping toe rounding everything, but they're not doing any of that for you. And you end up sacrificing so much of your own happiness, what brings you joy and your personality and all these things just to make someone else happy. And I also, this is like the totally like pessimistic asshole part of me that I'm like, you, no matter what someone's going through in their life and what they're doing and what they're dealing with, projecting that onto other people, as much as you want to be understanding and think about it from their point of view and what they're going through at a certain point, the only thing that is going to happen from that is it's going to put you in a worse place. And it's not like you being like, well, they're going through a really bad time. So I'm just going to suck it up and deal with it. The only thing that's happening there is you're letting somebody, you're justifying somebody else's like psychotic ways and letting them do this stuff and being like, you know what? It's okay. You can act like that because you're going through all these things. And I'm going to sacrifice my happiness and my mental stability because of that, like of what you're doing. So instead of us walking away from this of being like, you can deal with your own stuff. I am now going to say that like my mental well-being is less important than like making sure that you are coddled and happy, which that just breeds like a terrible human being who thinks they can treat other people like that. And then it just makes you feel like shit. So it's not, I, I think not saying something is just hurting her more. I think that's just, you're letting her be kind of a shitty person and thinking that she can get away, continue being a shitty person and that people in her life should accommodate that. I think you should definitely like say something because if it's out of left field, I mean, I'll be honest. I think there's a very slim chance that she's going to change her ways. And be like, <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're right. Like, I don't think it's I've, likely I've been lashing out because I feel like this at home and I'm so glad you said something like I'm going to totally change, but I'm a I, whole new woman, a whole new world. <laughs> but I think like, I think you, if it was me, I would definitely, I would say something just so she also can't use it against you being like, well, that was out of left field. You didn't even give yeah, me Yeah, you're warning. not like ghosting her yeah, that you guys are just all box. making plans without her. Like, exactly. yeah, I think it's a, I think it's really cool of you to want to say something. Yeah. But then I think you give her, I think you say, you're like, Hey, I just like want to have a sit down with you and talk. Um, uh, and I would not do it with her sister and her other friends. I would just do it as you. Otherwise it feels like you're being like, she would feel like oh, she's being ganged up, up on. on. Yeah. And so I think saying it in person, don't write a letter. I think letters are so passive aggressive. I, good God, I've had a letter like, yeah, no. Stuck not. in your locker? No. Sydney wrote me a letter once when she was mad at me and then read it to me on the phone. And now oh. after it was like, we got in two fights in our entire friendship. And then after that, I go, by the way, never fucking do that again. That was so mean. <laughs> and she was like, oh yeah, I think you're right. And I was like, yeah, it was fucked up, dude. Um, Cause I had this image of my best friend writing a letter about why she was mad at me. And I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Like, I don't want that in my head. Um, but I would say like, sit down with her just one-on-one -on -one and just be like, Hey, I want to have like just a conversation with you and to talk to you about how I'm feeling. Um, 
I know that we joke around with each other and like, we'll like make fun of each other in kind of a play way. But honestly, how you've been doing it recently has really made me feel shitty about myself. And I haven't, I've been feeling pretty down about it. I again, wouldn't bring your other friends into it and say, so we've all been talking about how much we hate you. Exactly. (laughs) Don't say that even though you have. And I called a podcast too, to talk about how much I hate you. And the two (laughs) girls on there also think you're a cunt. Um, Sorry. Are you allowed to say that on my show? You can say whatever you'd like. I love the word cunt. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Cunty, cunt, 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 cunt. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't say, I, then I would just, I would be honest. I'd be like, and I, I really care about you and I really love you. And, um, I know that this past year has been really difficult with you friendship wise. And I always want to be there for you. But right now I feel like I'm really sacrificing a lot of my own happiness because I'm trying to make sure you're really happy. And I don't know if this friendship is what's healthy for us, both of us right now. And, um, I'm not saying that I don't think we should ever be friends again or anything like that. But I think for me, um, because I care about you and I hope you care about me that you're okay. If we kind of take some time apart to, um, figure stuff out and then like, I'm always going to be here for you. But right now I really need to not be so invested. Cause I feel like I'm kind of letting my, myself slip to like the mm. side. We spend so much time analyzing like romantic relationships and saying like, what happens between partners? Like this is okay. And this isn't, but I find with a lot of friendships, we all let stuff fester because mm-hmm. it's like not as serious. We yeah. Think. Cause you don't think of breaking up with a friend, but yeah. sometimes you need to do but that. But sometimes you need to have a confrontation and, and say helps, like, this doesn't the work other for me. Person. Yeah. It can help the other person. You can absolutely, you can make it can them- make your friendship stronger because you're being honest and you're saying like, this doesn't work, but I value the friendship. So let's try to fix this. Let's assume for the sake of argument too, that maybe she's, uh, maybe it's just a matter of her, just the, her approach to humor is just too caustic. Maybe she's not actually as terrible as she's being sort of painted in the call. And also because I mean, it's psychology the- 101, let's say it's probably because of some sort of self-loathing problem. It, is. it probably it definitely is. is. She's feeling insecure and less than. But let's than just assume it's just her humor. I think that's feedback that she might need. And she yeah, might need she wants to be a stand-up a job with that kind of shit. I mean, she might need she might need to hear that from you as a friend, realize there are consequences if she continues yeah. so yeah, that save she her can in the workplace then in the future. go and <laughs> change and then be a better friend to you and to others. Yeah. Because she realized, oh no, there are consequences for being this kind of mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, also that mean girl thing does not, it doesn't, it doesn't fly and also, you can you can also be a feminist and also be a bitch. Like you can yeah. totally believe in equal rights for men and women, and then also still kind of be a cunt. So I think that can't cut her any slack. I wish everybody was into you know that, but I mean, I I, I don't think that that can kind of be like a freebie pass. I'm also not a, I'm also really not a believer in people who kind of chalk up to like prob like like any any problems are having personally and then taking it on other people because that's yeah. just not how you deal with your problems so you can't use as an excuse because you're going to have problems your entire life like childhood and adulthood and there is no time at any like in any point that people should be justifying how you're behaving because it's throwing a temper tantrum. It's yeah. like you're lashing out at other people because you're hurting and that doesn't help you or them. At the same time with that kind of thing I always I always tell my close friends that I cut them slack Anytime that something is going on in their lives and like oh, yeah. if they're short with me or something comes up, like I'm like, I totally get it because our friendship is normally at a healthy place. Exactly. If something happens and like you momentarily lash out at me, I know why and I am not going to get not mad norm. at you. And I, this also is not the time for me to address it and say, you treated me bad because I know you're going through a lot of mm-hmm. shit. But if that's just your normal, yep. if that's just like the level and the way that they treat you all the time, 
I know so many people going through such bad stuff and they always, always have time for their friends and they always treat them well. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that that's a good enough excuse. I don't think it so, is either. Yeah, I think, yeah, talk to her, straighten it out. If you guys can't save the friendship, I think you're going to be fine without her. Okay, guys, we got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. so much to RX Bar for supporting Don't Blame Me. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar made with 100%, yeah, you heard it here, 100% whole ingredients and no BS, such as no added sugar, artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. They're made with 100%, that's 100% whole ingredients for all of you who aren't cool in the street slang. RX Bars are made with a few simple clean ingredients where every ingredient serves a purpose. I love that. I hate things that don't serve purpose. I don't like knickknacks. I don't like fillers in my food. For example, egg whites are a main source of its protein that is easy for your body to absorb. Love eggs. They're also gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free, which is perfect for your home girl. So thank you so much, RX Bar. There's no added sugar, no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, fillers, none of it. They also come in 11 amazing, delicious flavor varieties. You got savory, you got chocolate, fruity, there's cacao things, there's real fruit, and there's sea salt in them, which I personally am a huge fan of sweet things with sea salt because I think it makes everything better. And um, I am a huge fan of that. So kudos to you, RX Bar, for being up on the foodie game trend. Was that even correct English? Maybe. RX bars are ideal for breakfast on the go, a snack at the office, or if you don't have an office job, just a snack when you're walking around not having a job. Throw it in your bag for the airplanes that you go on because you're a traveling jet setting kind of gal or guy. You can put in your backpack if you're going on a bike ride or a hike or you're just walking to the grocery store to buy more food. You can eat it before your workout, after your workout, or if you don't even want to work out and you're like, I just want to eat this RX bar. You can do that. The world is your oyster or the world is your RX bar. Ha <laughs> ha. That was good. I'm a huge fan of RX bars, as you might all know. I have a, oh God, I have like a grocery list of food allergies of things that I cannot eat at the grocery store. And RX bars actually don't have anything that I'm allergic to, which is incredible and amazing. They're really easy, super convenient. I can throw them in my bag, bring them to set with me if I'm working or if I'm not working, I can just eat three bars in a day and no one knows because I've hidden them so my boyfriend can eat them all. Delicious flavors. There's peanut buttery ones. There's chocolatey, sea salty ones. There's fruity ones. And it's great because we can divide and conquer because he likes the fruity ones and I prefer the um the uh, salty ones because I love me some salt. If you guys want to get 25% off your first first order, if you guys want to get 25% off your first order at rxbar.com slash blame, you can do it by using the promo code blame. Again, that's rxbar.com slash blame promo code blame. Woo woo woo. The woo 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 you don't have to write it out. Just like say it in your head when you type in blame. Type in blame then in your head go woo. Hey, we're back. Did you miss us? Well, I hope so, because you're still here and we're still here. On to the next call. Hey, Megan. I'm 20 and I'm a college student. And I have, I'm going to keep this as short as I can. So I have this friend that's younger than me. He um, went to the beach for like four weeks with this group of guys. And when he came back, he um, was like FaceTiming, texting this guy all the time. And he's kind of like a more feminine guy. And... um all of a sudden, he, like, repeatedly comes to me, like, sobbing, like, cannot control, um, like, his emotions. And long story short, I have 
reason to believe that there's something going on between him and this guy. And I've indirectly heard that he's admitted that he's gay to one of our other friends. And I don't want to act like a fake friend and not not acknowledge it and not like and pretend to not know what's going on. But I also don't want to put him on the spot because I know this is like his journey. So my question is kind of like, have you had a friend that's gay that hasn't come to you about it like directly? Because I just, he comes crying to me, but then won't say anything about it. So I don't really know how, how to deal with it. I love him. He's so sweet. And I just want him the best for him and don't really know what to do. So please help me. Not your journey. Not your journey. Thanks for loving my podcast, but it's not (laughs) your journey. Hashtag not your journey. Hashtag not your journey. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, that's yeah. kind of, cause it could be a number of things. It could be that he's not ready to come out to you or he's mm-hmm. not ready to come out in general and just like, is still thinking maybe I'm gay, maybe I'm bi, maybe like I'm pansexual. I don't yeah. know. And then also maybe he also just thinks you already know. I don't know. You know, like it's, I had uh, one of my best friends growing up, just like, I think we always knew <laughs> that she was gay, but it took her a while to figure it out. But it's not like we were going to tell her like, mm-hmm. hey, By you're way, super you're gay. gay. You're super you gay, have posters dude. of women all over your bedroom. You're probably <laughs> gay. But, you know, we were letting her go on her journey and tell her, tell us when she wanted to. Yeah. I oh, th- I think there's totally a way to do it without being weird. No. I think there is. No. I think, you say, I think you say, honey, why are you upset? Are you having relationship issues? And then you say, what's their name? And then that's his opportunity if he chooses to. And if he chooses not to, then you back the fuck off. Yeah. I think it also depends on what he's coming to her for. If he uh, yeah. wants well, advice but, well, or it if sounds he like, wants- It sounds like he is because he's coming to her sobbing is what yeah. she said. But there's sometimes you just want to come cry to a friend and you don't want to talk about what it's about. And yeah, you can just be a warm body for a hug. And, and I think you can also offer that as well. I think give, I think the, give them the opportunity because I think sometimes people um, – might want the opportunity to yeah. know, like, this is a safe space. You can talk to me about mm-hmm. what's going on. You don't want to feel like you're without, blindsiding what, Yeah, anyone. but yeah. also without saying yeah. directly, you know, um, you know, who is, yeah. are, are you or aren't you? Because that's irrelevant. The fact is, if you're having a relationship issue, you could be having a friendship relationship issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, just like, it's tell true. me, tell me who hurt you, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then let that person then fill in all the yeah. blanks. I but I agree. It's, you can't, out somebody especially she says she's 20 and her friend is younger younger. so i mean sometimes people don't feel comfortable coming out until they're in their 20s that's very common i had a good friend in college who i knew he was gay i always knew but never said anything never brought it up it's also irrelevant exactly that's one of the things like this is not relevant for our friendship at all and he told me when we were in college that he liked me and he had a crush on me and i remember my response i was like that's I think we're really good friends and I love you so much as a friend. And I think you love me a lot as a friend too, but I don't think that I honestly, and I was like, I'm flattered that you would say that, but I don't think that you're into me like that. I was like, I really don't think you are. And he's like, no, no, I'm pretty sure I am. And in that moment I could be like, no homeboy, you're fucking gay. But I, instead I'm like, you know what? Like I, well, I love you. And I think that's really sweet. And that makes me happy. I hope we can stay friends, but I don't think I'm, I don't really see you like that. Yeah. You also don't want to, be wrong. Oh no, my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) My God. No, but I also like, I have, I, I, God, I wonder if he's even listening to this. I have a, like one of my very, very best guy friends from like childhood growing up has, has never identified his sexuality once ever. We have been best friends since we were 10 years old. Not once ever have me or any of my other friends 
been like, hey, what gender or what like non-conforming gender do you identify with or are you into? Literally have never once asked. It's never come up. And that changed nothing in our friendship. Like I would not ever say that like we're not closer because he hasn't said or admitted what he what he is or is not into yeah, sexually. I identify these it, following ways. Exactly. And it has changes nothing about a friendship. And I get that it's hard to see someone so upset, but why does it matter if he's upset over a boy or if he's upset over a girl? He'll be upset over like and heartbroken over anything. Yeah. I think your advice that you're going to give a friend who's heartbroken has no gender. It, sh- it really won't change based on the sexual orientation of who he's having a relationship with. I totally understand also, if he's told another friend of yours that he has come out to another friend of yours, you might feel slighted and feel like, wow, why did this person get to know? And like, you feel closer to them than me. You don't want to tell me. Yeah. yeah, but it's not about you. And maybe there was a situation where that person, it just came up naturally. But I do agree with like teeing it up in a sense of being like, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say this. So you don't have to feel like you're pulling that out of the blue and just like spewing it out. I'm going to give you an opportunity to say it. If you need that sort of like training wheel support and you can take it or you cannot. And then I think if he doesn't take it, I say, just drop it and just be like a good ear and like a shoulder to cry on. And then eventually he will or will not come out. And I don't think it matters if he does or doesn't because it won't change your friendship. Him coming out to you is not going to prevent him from feeling like he has is having an identity crisis and accepting a sexuality like that, that process of accepting it doesn't end with coming out to his friends. It's dealing with coming out to his family. It's dealing with like the yeah. social constructs around being gay and all of this other stuff that doesn't just because you're going to be accepting doesn't mean every other step is going to be easier. So I yeah. think it's like, you can't avoid, he has to go through that journey and he can't avoid it. And I guarantee you at this point, from even just your call, you sound like you're super supportive of it. And he knows, like he knows that you're super supportive. I don't think you need to be explicit in saying it, but you can, you can say like, just generally like, Hey, you know, I love you. And if you want to talk, I'm always here. And if you don't want to talk, I'm also here. Like we can just, we can hang out and talk about anything or we can talk about what's bothering you. Like just. Yeah. I'm here for you no matter what it is. Exactly. And then you're not being another, because I'm sure he's probably getting pestered by all these other sides. And if you can be that person who's like, God, I know that I can go hang out with her and I know she's not going to ask me about it or question me about it. And I can just be myself. You're not another hurdle. He has to jump over yeah. so it's also your pro- no offense you're probably not the one he's like struggling to tell i think if he's like coming having a hard time coming to terms with it it's probably telling people who aren't going to be as supportive and you're probably one where he was like well i know she'll be easy with this it'll be great and that kind of a thing so i don't necessarily think that you need he needs to be super explicit with you of his sexuality in order to know that you support him i think you can support him without um like he's been saying without with just saying like i love you unconditionally Um, and your support doesn't have to be, um, in the whole, like, by the way, I know you're gay and I like that. Yeah. And, and for his sexuality to not have to be his whole, like waking life, that that's the only thing he's thinking about or talking about with his friends. If he can have like a break from Mm -hmm. like thinking about this really tough time in his life, you know, like it's hard to, to make that, to be coming out because also a friend of mine explained like coming out is not just like a one-time deal. Like it's something that you have to then do for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And that I think is a really tough door to open and say like, okay, this is just going to be forever. This is going to be my daily life now. So if he's taking his time and figuring it out, I think you can just be there for him as a friend. Well, you're not going to believe this, but we have come to the end (gasps) of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Already? Wow. Yeah. We've been recording for 
this long now. Shut the f- Oh my God, wow. we can talk we too can. much. No, this is what <laughs> Ace was nervous before this. And I was like, Ace, you, I made her, Mops was out of town for like uh, a week and I made her stay over and literally sleep over for a week straight. And all we did was talk. Yep. Well, we're you're very it. good at it. We have time for one more call. <gasps> Just Ooh. one more. Um, which, yeah. So I've, um, this is the part of the show. It's Producer's Corner. That's producer's right. Corner. Uh, yes. Can you explain what Producer's Corner is? <laughs> I can't, but Aislinn also knows. But I Because I'm yours. a super fan. But it's okay. <laughs> explain it to me in person. <laughs> explain it. Um, producer's Corner is when producer-director Jack Ferry, he picks his favorite call, most memorable call, a call that he wants us to focus our attention on. Mm-hmm. It's usually pretty groundbreaking. Breaking, yeah, to impactful. give like the extra good advice. Like we've reserved yeah. the really, really good advice mm-hmm. for right now. Okay. I've saved my turbo engine. Yeah, I feel like this <laughs> one's very appropriate for like the themes of today's episode. Cool. So let's, uh, let's hit it. <laughs> it's about girls and vaginas. Do it. Feminism. Hi, Megan. I've got the question for you that I think you'd be perfect to answer for me. So uh, what do I begin here? All right. So for a while now, my favorite, well, you know what? I would, rather than say names, I'll just say my favorite team has been having issues with um, getting hits while there's runners in scoring position. Oh, good. And, um, wow. Yeah. You know, now really it's tough. postseason and, um, you know, they're up against some of the best pitching in the league. And, uh, you know, they just can't seem to produce when, you know, they've got runners on. And, um, you know, it's problematic. Like, you can't win games if you can't score runs, you know? That so is what baseball. what advice baseball. would you give to uh, these players that are just getting in their heads and not seem to be able to uh, produce when the spotlight's on them, the big moment? You know, we're trying to get the World Series here. Any advice you have would be great. Thanks. Wow. I would say uh, go Giants. <laughs> <laughs> That's a baseball team. It is. Well, That's uh, my baseball team. Nice. Yeah. I think uh, based on all of that, uh, the detail in that yes. one, um, mm. I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's the the, the Yankees. Hey. I'm, I'm hey. cheating because Jack's wearing that hat and he was watching the game <laughs> okay. earlier. Leo but, thought it was the Mets. Um, <laughs> he did think it was the Mets. Hey, yeah. he, got, he got the city right. He did. Oh, wow. Yeah, it says NY on your hat. You know. Sure. It's pretty easy. Um. But yeah, to all the to all the New York Yankee players out there who are listening, listening to this podcast, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, guys, keep you. your head up, um, yeah. Thank you. yeah, pay attention, look, look within, look alive, look yeah. within. <laughs> you know, go Wildcats, go Wildcats. In the We're house. all in this together. <laughs> Get your head in the game. Yeah, that's the key Bop one. Get your head the in the top. game. <laughs> I knew you guys would be able to solve this. I know, I'm, right? I'm so glad that I picked this call for this episode. I, I am too. Yeah, we should be like sports psychologists. We should. Do those exist? Oh yeah, they actually they do have people that come and like help. Do people. not help the players Mots. because that's Mats's dream. I find it so crazy, like how much being a sports psychologist. Okay, <laughs> he says no, never right. mind. He's very mad about that but idea. But like, sports players can get really, really superstitious about playing, and I find that so funny. As Jack wears a baseball cap for the yeah. first time I've ever <laughs> seen him wear a baseball it. hat. I always wear the base, a baseball hat during the playoffs. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You're being superstitious. I've never seen you wear it aside from. Well, actually, today. it's more to it's more in the spirit. You know, it's the same way yeah. that you would wear like a like a, like a cheerleading uniform. You would like how you would wear a uh, a Christmas sweater at a Christmas party. Oh, Jack knows my brand. Just <laughs> saying, yeah. I would. I, I'm festive. being in the spirit. Yeah, I'm being in the spirit of the season. It's the postseason, so I'm wearing a baseball hat. But anyway, uh, yeah. But seriously, um, if you can't score runs, you're not going to win games. So, any advice you have for uh, these players? Wait, Megan, so what are they not doing? 
you know, they get men on and then they can't hit them home. So it's like a this problem. All, for the record, no matter what, this just sounds so sexual. <laughs> <laughs> they get men on and they can't hit it home. They can't hit it home. Well, it's you funny can't it, score if you're not playing. Well, it is funny because it's like, uh, there's the bases. bases yeah. yeah. First base, second oh, yeah. base, third base. Yeah. Baseball surprisingly sexual. What do you think the bases are? Um, haven't we had, we've talked about this I know, before. We've had a debate. We've talked um, about everything. So let's just talk about it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess first base is kissing, making out, okay. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, second base is chest area Chesticles. under the shirt, uh, oh whatever, God, the anything shirt. above the belt. Um, and then third it's, base, it's, I've just always assumed is like having sex. I don't know. What? No, it's the four, Where do blowjobs go? It's the four Fs. Okay, well, Remember, I, we, we talked about this with Mel. I guess, Mel, yeah. Like, Mel, chime in again on this mic here. Mel, Mel. <laughs> I've just the never four, heard four Fs anyone of the refer four to like having sex as like, I hit a home, <laughs> home run, run last night. Like, I mean, so... 16 year olds. Okay, Mel, got <laughs> All it. right. Yes, Mel. French, fill, finger, fuck. <laughs> French, and I learned a new feel. one too. The dugout. Felicio? The dugout. Is that ass work? Yeah. That's some booty play. That's some booty play. We somehow managed to take this stupid sports question and turn it into sex and dirty buttholes. It's Megan's brand. It is my brand. Uh, well, this was such a fun episode. Asa Paul, Woo-hoo. where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Asa Paul at both of them because my name was not taken. Somehow. Yeah, good um, job. I know, good job with your name. Having an unusual name. Yeah, thanks, yeah. parents. Thanks, Scored mom and dad. Got, um, you got great parents, too. Shout out to your parents. Yeah, yeah not shout listening. out to Deborah and Brian. They They're probably will listen. Awesome. I love point. them. <laughs> uh, if you guys um, enjoyed this episode, we would love if you lived. Leaved, l- 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 Fuck, guys, I'm going to speak English one day. First, I'm going to tell all of you if you liked this episode, leave a review on the Apple podcast app. We would love it. Rate five stars. Like my aggressive Uber who would not let me leave the car until I did it. He was the worst. He also offered to turn off the Uber like ride thing. No, cause no, always would, say no. I know. Cause he was like, Hey, you're picking your friend up. Well, like, why don't like, she just hop in here and then I'll take you there. And I was like, Oh, I don't think she's ready yet. He's like, well, I'll turn off the ride thing. And so you don't have to pay. And I'm like, so I can get in your car and it's going to say you dropped me off here. And then I'm in your unmarked vehicle for this <laughs> whole time. And I'm not accounted for. I'm like, not stupid, sir. No, All right, so leave driver, us five okay. stars. Yes, leave us five stars. <laughs> Moral of the story. And then if you guys want to leave us a voicemail, if you need our advice or if you um, are a caller from a previous episode or this episode and you want to give us a update on your life, we would love to hear. So you can call us at 310-694-0976. Again, that is 310-694-0976. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear about your life and the things that are happening and what you need help. And if you're an international caller, because international people have problems too, just because you don't have Trump doesn't mean your life doesn't suck sometimes. Oh, that's a good tagline. Yeah. It's a very long one. <laughs> you guys can send a voice memo by recording it on your phone and then just emailing it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. Dot cam. Okay, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Go follow Aislinn. Go follow me. Go follow Jack Ferry. Go follow everybody. Just only if they ask for it. Consensual following. <laughs> Consensual following. Consensual following. <laughs> okay. We will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, associate producer Melissa DeMons, edited by Melissa DeMons, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I will see you guys in two weeks, and don't blame me if your life bursts into flames before then. (laughs) 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 